Shall we read a poem from A Light in the Attic? Hello all and welcome to Shall We Read a Poem? I'm Russ. I'm Lauren. You're looking tan. I know, I just spent a week biking in Louisiana for several hours a day in the hot beating sun. <laughs> the Louisiana sun, straight from Satan's taint to your skin. I didn't get too burned, though. I think it's because I had a good base tan already. And I used some <laughs> sunscreen on my face. And here we are, sitting side by side on Discord, and I've got direct sunlight piping in through my big window, and so I look like fucking Voldemort next to you. <laughs> you sure do, especially without any hair. You're both you're clean-shaven in all the places except your eyebrows. Except my eyebrows. There for the emotional communication. So how was Louisiana? I had a great time. I had a great time. Um, I was on a bike trip with, uh, see, probably about 20 other people. Most of them are were of retirement age or older, but there were a few other people my age. And we rode around the Lafayette area. What was the most terrifying thing you saw? The most terrifying thing I saw was a car. Like this car uh, <laughs> buzzed me, this asshole in a black truck buzzed me, which is when they get, they drive by you very close and very fast. Yeah. And I screamed out of a reaction. And then I, because I always do, I flipped him off. And then he rolled coal at the cyclist oh. in front of me. Because he was just a complete and awful dick. How many coals did you get? Oh, just that, it was just that one. Just the one. Here, the weird thing is that even though Louisiana is conservative and doesn't have a ton of cyclists, they're actually more easygoing about cyclists on the road than they are in rural Oregon. I imagine that in Louisiana, it's more of a curiosity. Yeah, I mean, in general, I think in Louisiana, their attitude is fairly laid back. And when they see something they're not used to, they're just kind of curious about it. Well, I am going to disturb you because I might have to get a bicycle soon. You used to ride a bicycle when you lived in Japan. I remember that. Yeah, when I, I, also li- I also rode a bicycle right before I moved to Japan because I lived very close to work. Well, by bicycling standards, I lived very close to work. And like driving there was silly, but walking there was too far. And so... Right. And you know, you're for- about to move, correct? Into the suburbs? Yes, we just found a place. Right now, I live north of the airport in Vancouver. Now, I'm going to live south of the airport. And the last time you came out here to visit, you were talking about wanting to go see a bird sanctuary. And I'm going to live ever so close to the bird sanctuary. It's such a cool sanctuary. The birds come and eat in your hands. You're fucking kidding me. What? No. They eat out of your hands? Yeah, yeah. I got a sandhill crane to eat out of my hands, of all things. And that sounds really weird to Americans, because in the U.S., you were absolutely not supposed to do that. And if you did that in a bird sanctuary, people would flip out. But you're actually encouraged to in Canada. It's weird. What the hell? I'm going to be a Disney princess. You really do feel like that. They come and they land on your fingertips and eat from your palms. Oh, my God. That is... Oh, Jesus. Well, now I'm going to... Oh, I'm definitely going to this place. <laughs> Why do you think I like wanted for, to take you there so bad? Well, I don't know. I mean, like for half the stuff you say, I'm like, oh, here's some hippie granola bullshit. But uh, it's <laughs> like, oh, God, did I get to feed birds out of my hands like Jasmine? Yep, you sure do. Wait, did Jasmine ever feed birds out of her hands? I just picked a Disney print. We'll go with Snow <laughs> White. Might, I know that she That might be the birds. only one who didn't. 
<laughs> I mean, she always had this even, giant tiger around. Even Mulan had birds. I picked the one Disney princess that didn't. <laughs> Who always had this giant ferocious cat around her. So, because I'm in the suburbs, the, it would take as long to take transit to something as it would to bike to something. And so I'm like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Like, of course I'm going to get a bike. Right. But then I started looking at bikes, and I haven't priced bikes in 20 years, you know? Yeah, they've gone up. You can pay whatever you want to for a bike. It's true. Like, if you want to pay $20,000 for a seat and two wheels, you can do that. That is true. (laughs) Most of my bikes are around the $1,200. Point. Jesus. And my Brompton I, and my Surly were about twelve hundred. I can get a Vespa for that. Yeah, you could. Maybe I'll just get a Vespa. Here's the thing though about bicycles. The maintenance on a bicycle is so small compared to anything with an engine. I'm also far enough away from the city center that it would probably get stolen less, so that's a good thing. Yeah. Are you thinking about getting an e bike? Well, I was until I realized I could get a motorcycle for the same price. Maybe you'll just get a motorcycle. E-bikes are preposterously expensive. Maybe you'll just get a motorcycle. Nah, I'd get a Vespa sooner rather than later. I'm not taking it anywhere. It's not going to leave surface streets. Plus, I've always wanted a Vespa. They're so cute. What's so cute about them? (laughs) The sound. The sound's really cute. Well, also, like, they're barely a car. I mean, they're not a bike, and they're not a motorcycle and they're not really a scooter it's just a vespa and it's like a glorified lawn chair that someone just plugged an engine into that does sound really fun i've been on motorized couches before (laughs) yes of course you have (laughs) (laughs) for the briefest of periods i rode a motorcycle but it was way too much power for me and i got in trouble way too quickly on that thing what do you mean by trouble Oh, like, I would do scary things on it, and once I fell off the damn thing and, you know, emerged complete, I was unscathed. So I fell off the damn thing and skidded for much farther than I thought humanly possible, but I was also wearing, you know, like, your suit of armor and your helmet and your leathers and all good, like that, good. and so I, like, I like jumped up and I was fine. I was like, whoa. I should definitely not be fine right now. And after that, I sold the thing. I was like, I'm not doing that again. I'm glad you're still alive, Russ. <laughs> Somewhere there's one pair of jeans that has exactly one skid mark to to, to mark the occasion. <laughs> I'm sorry, two skid marks. <laughs> well, since we're on the subject of bicycles, I'll read the poem I'm reading. Woo! I may stumble over this one. (laughs) This is Poemsicle. (laughs) If you add a sickle to your pop, would he become a popsicle? Would a mop become a mopsicle? Would a cop become a copsicle? Would a chop become a chopsicle? Would a drop become a dropsicle? Would a hop become a hopsicle? I guess it's time to stopsicle. Or is it timesicle to stopsicle? Heysicle, I can't stopsicle. Osicle, mysicle, willsicle, icicle. 
Havesicle, toesicle, toxicle, likesicle, thisicle, foreversicle, sicle. And it's a really that was weird a great image. delivery. It's a really weird image of uh, like a very smug looking guy with, I guess, kind of a very uh, prominent chin. He looks a bit like, hmm, who's the guy, Murray? The guy who crashes parties and stuff and is in trouble for sexual assault right now. Jeffrey Epstein. No. I guess we'll just take this out because this is making no sense. Um, There's this really smug looking guy and he is a unicycle on his own. It's just a head attached to a unicycle, which is all sorts of strange and creepy. Although he looks oh, very Bill smug Murray. and pleased with himself. Yes, Bill Murray. Bill Murray. <laughs> he looks like yeah. Bill Murray. It looks like you took Bill Murray's head off and put it on a unicycle. Jesus. See? You know... <laughs> You know, ages ago, I was thinking about doing this exact poem, but for different reasons. What? And uh, the reason being, I know a thing or two about popsicles. Yeah. And uh, popsicles were originally called Epsicles, uh, because they were made by a guy named Frank Epperson, and or the, the original patented popsicle. And at the insistence of his children, he changed them from Epsicles to Pops sickles. Oh, and so if you put a sickle, if you give a pop a sickle or whatever, it is a popsicle. Exactly. Aha, uh-huh, so this poem has more truth. In this case, if you hadn't realized, when we say pop, we're meaning father. Yes, pop, as in my dad's icicles or pops sickles. Although, I would think if you give a pop a sickle, it would be like, you know, the kind of thing you used to, like, thresh a field. <laughs> Deathsicle. Deathsicle. Well, I spent a week on my bicycle, and <laughs> I had a pretty damn good time, with the exception that I just had this awful raging yeast infection <laughs> for the entire week. <laughs> so I'm just in the like humid Louisiana swamp with like the most awful swamp crotch ever. And can you imagine riding a bike for a week with just the ickiest, scratchiest crotch? I absolutely cannot. That sounds like fucking misery. I still had fun somehow, though, but it was pretty terrible. <laughs> the itchiest fun anybody's ever had. <laughs> it was so itchy. Also, speaking of itchy, uh, I'm also covered in with mosquito bites and the occasional fire ant bite. You know, you will probably outlive me by 55 years, but at least I will have lived a life of comfort. <laughs> Do you know how you can tell the difference between a fire ant bite and a mosquito bite? Yeah, the fire ant bite develops a head a whole lot quicker. Yep, it blisters. That's how I knew for sure I got bit by a fire ant. I'm, one of my earliest memories is standing in my childhood yard. And I don't remember what I was doing out there. But my dad was nearby. And all of a sudden, both of my legs just exploded no. in pain. Aww. And I like I fell over and I just started yelling for help. And I looked down and of course my both my legs are a seething mass of <gasps> no! red motion. Oh poor and Russ. So I like you know strip off my shoes and it, it it I remember it had been raining because I ran to the um drainage ditch and like threw both my shoes in and like washed all the ants off my legs. That's smart. And my dad was just standing by sadly shaking his head and oh my. 
God, my legs swelled up like mad. I don't even know how old I was. I I was old enough to make memories, but I just remember that my legs just... Oh, it looked like a freaking volcano map. It seems like you handled it really well. I did not. I was uh, very screamy. Well, at least you ended the problem. (laughs) If you hadn't gone into the drainage ditch, that you probably would have been continued to be bitten by these fire ants. I have nothing if not solutions oriented, which has gotten me in trouble more than one time. Because as it turns out, in a professional environment, people aren't so interested in results. They're interested in communication styles. And while I am very results oriented, my way of getting there is not very polite. Need Hmm. to work on that. Hmm. (laughs) This will come as absolutely no surprise to you. Russ, you could be a spiky asshole 90% of the time? Ah, damn it. Oh, speaking of spiky assholes, uh, they all the rows in Louisiana, like, none of them have shoulders, so you have to ride in the the car lane. can't, like, ride somewhat safely off to the side. So you get very nervous about the idea of somebody running you off the road. And of all things, there was this one section of road that was fairly busy, and on the other side was just a ditch of cactus <laughs> you know i don't really think of louisiana being a hospitable place for you know a desert loving succulent but there they were also if you told me that there was a town in louisiana called cactus ditch louisiana <laughs> i would 100 percent believe you <laughs> louisiana certainly has some weird things I remember going back to visit the old familial homestead in Tennessee, and uh, there was a street called Wallop Holler. <laughs> Wait, your your family is from Tennessee? My maternal family is from Tin to the S-E. Oh, what part? <laughs> Liberty Hill. All right, I have no idea where that is. No, not Never neither mind. does anyone else. Never mind, I no longer care. Moving on. No, they were... Liberty Hill is a place where you are both born and die, <laughs> and in the middle you vote Trump. Well, also, it's called Liberty Hill. Know, can we can we immediately? Do you have a picture of the demographics in your yeah. mind? That's exactly what it looks yeah. like. Yeah, <laughs> mm. yeah, I can see that. <laughs> oh, are you wanting me to read a poem? Yeah, what what are you reading today, Russ? I've got another one that you don't have. Okay, that's good. I mean, this- those are going to be the ones that you have to do. I know. (laughs) This one is called The Books I Have Not Read. Here are the books I have not read that I promised to read someday. And who knows? Maybe after baseball games, circuses, and taking naps, playing drums and building planes, drinking Cokes and telling jokes and playing Spin the Bottle, and watching stars and driving cars, and getting married, and working a job, and having kids, and getting old, and getting fat, and getting gray. I may. And there is an illustration, and it is a boy seated on top of a giant pile of books, as one would expect. (sighs) How many books have you not read that you keep meaning to? Uh, I mean, I tend not to keep books around that I have read, so anytime you walk in my house and you see my bookshelves of books those are all ones i haven't read (laughs) i keep books that i have read that i really enjoyed because i think i'll lend them out at some point in the future that's reasonable to me 
I'm not really a book collector. I think of books as being useful items, and so I tend to give them away. Yeah, agreed. No, I think I've given away... I remember after I finished, what was it, Blood Meridian, Cormac McCarthy's Blood Meridian, I was just really wowed by that book, and I gave copies to like all my friends. But now, like even as I turn to my left, I'm looking at 10 just phone book size novels that I have meant to read and just never did. And I could have. I could have over the, you know, the pandemic and didn't, you know, because there was TikTok. Yeah, I don't like going into bookstores because I just am overwhelmed with guilt. I, and I don't feel that as guilt. I feel that as some kind of perverse pride, like going into a sex shop, you know? <laughs> yeah, but if I go into a if I'm going into a sex shop, I'm probably getting something I know I'm going to use. Well, that's how I feel about bookstores. Hmm. <laughs> I'm definitely going to use this, but then you're like, ah, that butt plug was way too big. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was a good purchase in theory. The same way you pick up, you know, like a Brandon Sanderson book, and it's like, oh, God, it weighs as much as a newborn baby. <laughs> I read this poem, and I not only thought about books, but I thought about all of the media that I'm supposed to absorb. And how many conversations with just strangers start with, did you see? And of course I didn't see that thing. No. and Definitely. Especially me, definitely not. Yeah, but it's like, even things that I am a fan of, where it's like, previously I was a fan of Marvel movies, and, you know, I'd seen all the Marvel movies up until, you know, like 2019 when they got to the last big Avengers movie, I was like, wow, that was a lot of fun, and then output quadrupled and quality nosedived, but all the old Marvel fans are still talking about it, and it's like, no, I didn't see any episodes of freaking She-Hulk, and not it's not that I don't care about She-Hulk, but it's also that I don't care about She-Hulk. And you look at video games, you look at Star Wars, it's like I remember seeing The Mandalorian, and it's like, oh, that was really good. And then I watched Book of Boba Fett, and I was like, that was really shit. And now I'm like sort of not interested in anything ever again. And I love Star Wars. And what I've taken to now, anytime a new movie or something comes out, and this is a terrible way to exist, I just read the Wikipedia summary, and I catalog it, and it's like, now I can talk about that, and on I go. Oh, I do that for a lot of things, or listen to a podcast about some TV show I'm never going to watch, because I just want to know like what what's happening in culture, so that I understand yeah. the phenomenon, and I, I'm never going to watch it. There's a particular corner of TikTok that I really enjoy, like bibliophile talk or book talk, where it's just people recommending books. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I was like... It- if you read this, you should try this. If you liked this, you should try this. And I have so many of those liked and bookmarked, and I'm never going to... There's just a thousand books out there. I'm never going to read all of those. Yep. Yep, true. Why do I keep torturing myself with this knowledge? You know what I need? I need a warehouse job where I can just listen to audiobooks all day long. Well, I can do that while I'm like doing chores and, or and gardening. Still not a ton of time, though. Hmm. Someone asked me the other day, what was the last good movie you saw? And I didn't have an answer. So I have kind of a goofy thing that happened while I was on this trip. I was uh, in a hotel for my last day after we were done biking. Uh, For the most part, I was just so exhausted. All I did was turn on Cartoon Network and let that play. (laughs) And the Scooby, the new little, like, 
Scooby-Doo movie, animated movie came on. Scoob! And I watched it, and I was like, oh, that wasn't bad. And then it came on the next morning, and I was like, well, fuck it. And I watched it again. I'm like, did I just watch, like, this little Scooby-Doo movie twice? And actually kept on thinking about it for the rest of the day? I thought about it when I was in the shower this morning. I'm like, did I enjoy, like, really enjoy this little Scooby-Doo movie? And I guess the answer is yes. I treat so many movies like that. And the comparison I've always heard was, do you only listen to a song you enjoy once? No, of course not. And so it's like, if I like that movie, I'm going to watch it a million times. I'm not going to watch the Scooby-Doo, like, TV movie again. Well, if it came on, I would totally watch it, but I'm never going to seek it out again. The trouble is the movies I enjoy are either completely light entertainment, like meaninglessness, or they're way too heavy to be casual viewing. And so my favorite movie ever is No Country for Old Men. And I have watched it probably 200 times. And that's not... Like, it comes to the end, it's like, well... That was hopeless. On we go. <laughs> it's like, and I, I listen to it the same way you just listen to Radiohead. <laughs> Maybe the reason why you can't think of the last good movie you watched is because you have a podcast about wa- watching mediocre movies. All I fucking did. I, I, I just see mediocre movies. That's all you have time for. There was a really good one I watched recently called, uh, it, it's spooky season. And so I've been watching a whole lot of horror movies. And like going back to one and revisiting old ones. But there's one on Netflix called His House. Uh huh. I very much recommend it. I won't watch it. I know you won't. But it's probably better than Scooby Doo or Scoob. Was it the one with the exclamation point? I don't know. It just came on and it was part of Scooptober for whatever that is. <laughs> and it was new. And Velma is a lesbian. She, she she always has been. I know, but like clearly a lesbian. Like she, like she is. That talking. was a wonderful statement. Now she's clearly so like she's wearing the flannel top. It's, it's and not. Has, su- I mean, it's not subtext anymore. <laughs> so like, there's a bit where she like eats out Daphne. Uh no, but she's okay. So they have this one character <laughs> that was on it, and like. I have never seen more lovingly drawn tits on a child's cartoon before. Uh, but she has a crush on that character. So now, is this the thing where Velma crushes on... Is she crushing on like a hot girl? Or is it just, you know, like a, a similar to Velma character? It's a hot girl. Okay. With very lovingly drawn tits. Those dynamics are my favorite where like you have the hot girl and the not hot girl and Yeah, the it's the it's the hot girl and the not hot girl. Awesome. This is very acceptable. It's the well, she crushes it, on the villain turned good. Oh, because of course you would. They yeah. introduced that dynamic in um what was it? She-Ra, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's not the introduction of that dynamic, but no, no, of course not. Yeah. But I like 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 the recent popularization. Yeah. I yeah. should this trope for the new generation, right? <laughs> and uh, welcome to Shall We Read a Poem? We are now a lesbian fiction podcast. I enjoyed it. Was Shell a vegetarian? No, I don't think so. You don't think so? I don't think I don't so either. Reading, but... I don't remember reading that he was a vegetarian. Man, he's a... for our next episode. I have he writes a lot of. Like pro veganism, vegetarianism poems. 
And I was almost going to read one today, but I realized I could tackle the, you know, books I haven't read a lot easier. Yeah, let's tackle it next week. Well, do you have an uplifting thought for the day? I like biking. I'm about to like biking. Jesus. You should like biking again. Goodbye, sickle. Bye.